Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. And they'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah. Working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour two. And we're coming to you from the bunker in the sweatpants capital. The um, Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League. And the heartland of the Canadian Football League. And we welcome to the show, again, Darren Moose DuPont. We weren't aware, we are now, that Robert Vanstone will be with us in segment two of our two. He's not delayed by the bad weather and roads. I guess that's what he was scheduled to do, Moose. So okay. uh, are you okay to talk sports? Do you know I anything? think I'll You know anything about it? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, frankly, I want to throw this in before we go any further. My cousin Christine is watching in Medicine Hat, and she says, uh, "She says I'm watching the show on my iPad, and my hubby is watching in the living room on Game Plus." Hashtag Rod fans. They kind of have to be because they're genetically related. But I'm glad to hear that they have Telus Optic TV as their cable carrier there in Alberta, the preferred cable carrier in Alberta and BC, where we are on Channel 924, and we've talked a lot of Vancouver Canucks so far today. I'm not sure I'm done talking about them because we never do talk about them. We don't talk about them enough. And should we feel bad that we're talking about them because they're 0-5-2, they're off to their worst start in franchise history, and they are the dumpster fire that everybody's talking about in Canada because it's Canada and it's the NHL. Yeah, the, unfortunately, is what you get. Um, you know, for How do you the, mean? For the Canucks fans. And I love them, okay? Yeah. But when they're winning and they're going to the Stanley Cup final and we want to say they're Canada's team now. They're rolling. Everybody wants to get on board. And they close off the border and say, we don't want you. You're not, don't cheer for us now, right? And now when you're bad, we're going to get all this attention anyways and there's nothing you can do about it. It's unfortunate because they haven't been able to win a cup, right? And they've had such good teams and been close, you know, a few times, Um they deserve a little bit better, and they've got a good young core. At least you think that they do on paper. They've they've shown well early in games, but this is just this is a problem that runs deeper than just blowing some leads. Well, we had Bernie Nichols with us last hour, the NHL great, the exclusive uh, betting partner of ours, Bet Regal. He's the NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, and he's right. And this is the sucky thing: if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, player, staffer, you, what do we say in the recovery world when you're going through hell? Keep going. I think there's a country song about that. There is. Just keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep doing what you feel is right. But that's the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's to blame? And I don't think there's anything wrong with assigning blame. Certainly not for us. Uh, We can do it. But your options are this regime, the new head coach, Bruce Boudreau, and Jim Rutherford, the president, the last regime, which was Travis Green, the head coach, and Jim Benning, the GM. The players or the owner? 
And leading the way right now is the players. And I'm, I'm, I voted for the players. Darren voted for the owner, and I get it. It's clearly a bad atmosphere there for the Vancouver Canucks. That's not necess- it's certainly not Bruce Woodrow's fault. But we can't sit here and say he's the new coach because he's been there almost a year. It was December 5th that he was named last year. It's almost a year, Darren. Yeah. And they played pretty well at the end of the year, went on quite a run. So we know that, you know, they've got some players and, and the mix of him and that group, you know, has worked. It's just a matter of, you know, why aren't you closing out games? What other distractions are happening? You know, and it's mental fragility, you know, where they're not able to stay mentally sharp and focused for 60 minutes. Ah. Look at the third period, you know, and I know you're playing the Carolina Hurricanes, a really good hockey team, but the game wasn't close in the third period. The shots, I think Canucks had four shots. No scoring chances. I mean, outplayed up and down the ice. So no focus late in games. That's inexcusable. What's pretty ugly, uh, the talent is there. It's 100% mental, and I would love to sit here and see what the Vancouver Canucks are doing to address that. I don't know. But seeing those analysts last night slipping their, spinning their gears in the intermission was actually entertaining, and I'm kind of feel, I'm feeling perverse for uh, enjoying watching that because I don't hate the Vancouver Canucks, but I'm – I've been there. Maybe it was empathy more than anything. I'm like, oh, these poor guys. I was interested to see how they would get. Why do they got to answer for the hockey team? I know. I know. <laughs> but somebody does. Uh, somebody does. Uh, from Jeff in Winnipeg. Writes in. Uh, where did it go? He said, oh, he says, your desk slowly coming back to form. Long live the bunker. It's not going anywhere. This is our 868th show, and I would say for about 600-some shows or more, we broadcast from this bunker here in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, the production house of IKS Media. Everybody loves the bunker, but things changed. We took the show out on the road and had a little bit of a PTI look to it. But, yeah, we've added some things to the desk, but tomorrow we'll be back Wednesday live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Calgary's entertainment destination. I don't quite understand this one. Don, our Navy friend, writes in. He says, I cannot stand this Canada's team baloney. Doesn't matter what the sport. My life is not defined by a team in Toronto winning a league championship. Those cities don't care about outside their city. I think he's talking about the Raptors. And you see the commercials on TSN. Whoa. We got a dog. We've officially gone to the dogs. <laughs> Bow wow. Get, let the dog joke start. Hey, RV, good to see you. Robert Vanstone's here, the esteemed Robert Vanstone, the award-winning columnist of the Leader Post. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. No, you were uh, talking about Canada's team. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, you've seen the ads on TSN for Canada's team. Yeah. Don, why are you getting so triggered? That's, that's the big one. Nothing really triggers me, at least hasn't for a long time. Who cares if they want to call themselves Canada's team? It's a gimmick. It's the same as the Rough Riders, which I came up with it, by the way. It pissed everybody off in the CFL, and I loved that. <laughs> uh, but it was that. It's, it, that's when I do come out with my book, it's going to be fantastic how that came about. It's a marketing shtick. You stole it from the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing's original in marketing. You know that. And it's interesting to read that book, but why would you be triggered? About the Raptors calling well, themselves Canada's team, which they, they kind of are. They are Canada's team because they're the only team in Canada. But, you know, you only see this from one person who cheers for somebody else. I'm in Canada. They're not my team. Yeah, we're, they, we're Atlanta Hawks fans. Right. Well, yeah, right. And this is the way it goes. 
but yeah, people get upset because they cheer for somebody else. It's, you know, it's silly. Like, it's like, you know, Vancouver, when you're on the West Coast and you cheer for the Seattle Mariners, and we call the Blue Jays Canada's team. Well, they're, they are Canada's team, right? I mean, they were, have been ever since the Expos left. Well, I'll say an hour ago is where we started this thing. Uh, the coffee talk starts every day, noon Eastern. You'd think they'd be getting used to it, 10 a.m. Mountain. We covered last night's games. And how much the Canucks suck and my Golden Knights beat your Leafs. We didn't even put a bet on it. No, it we didn't. It would have been an Edo Japan meal. Maybe we'll do that later. Uh, what did we cover here? The rest of last night's NHL games. Monday night football and the fact that Chicago Bears might be the surprise of the NFL season. So far, anyways, as we're getting close to the halfway point. Don't look now. Yeah. Um, we talked about this week's games in the CFL. We've deduced or got to the bottom of the fact that although Saskatchewan is at Calgary Saturday and the game doesn't mean anything, we've been told, and I'm trusting Jack with this information from Vulcan, Alberta, that Bo Levi Mitchell is going to start the game for the Stampeders. And I want to turn my attention to tonight's CFL games in a moment. But you have some great stories. You leave it to me to tell all the great stories. you got great stories, too. You were at the Ryder game on Saturday, and mm-hmm. you told me that Bo Levi, my dear friend, was having a lot of fun with the Ryder fans behind the Calgary oh, bench. Tell yeah, me about that. Yeah, he was, you know, yeah. and, it, and it was great to get invited and go and and sit down in the in the third row with all the fans. But they were yelling at him all game in the section, you know, and just trying to get his attention. And little thing, hey, Bo, Bo, hey, Bo, Bo, like annoying, just yapping at him like a little kid in the back seat, right? <laughs> and he wouldn't, he wouldn't acknowledge him. And, but then you could see him start to smile a little bit. He's like turning his head, but he doesn't want to look because he doesn't want to give them the satisfaction. And then finally he gives one of these thumbs up behind his back. Really? Yeah, he gave a thumbs up to them, which is pretty good. And then later on, you know, I always I talked about on the golf course, but um, whoever was running the music was playing some really good, like, 90s country again and some new country too. And, and you could see him walking up and down the sideline. He had his helmet on and a football. And he's, or he had his helmet off at the time, but he was singing the country song. So he was having a good time. He was uh, feeling the Saskatchewan vibe, so to speak, with the country music and everything that was going on. So, Is he going to be the quarterback here next year? <laughs> I think half the fans in the section were like, we can't possibly cheer for him because we hate him so much. And the other half were like trying to welcome him in and we're excited to have him. So uh, I think it's a split. I don't know. Jeff, the Stamps fan, chimes in. He says, will Ryder fans show up to McMahon Stadium Saturday or will they continue to show Ryder pride is a myth? He's just trying to be a you-know-what. A, as John Lynch would say, a negative Nelson. But I'm not showing up, and I would consider myself a Ryder fan. I'm going to the Oilers and the Stampeders. John Ohm says, I was hoping to see the Raptors in January in Toronto while I'm there. Unfortunately, they're on the road. I don't get why they were at Miami twice in the last four days. They played at the Heat Saturday and Monday. I'm still getting used to that South Florida thing in the schedule. Like, to play the Heat twice? I get that you'd play the Magic in the Heat. Yeah. But it was a wonderful sports weekend in South Florida. Oh, well. Um, NHL tonight. Do you have a featured game? Because I'm not sure I'm going to get you back on here today. It's 11-11, by the way. Mountain. Flames are playing tonight. Ding! Yeah, against Pittsburgh. So probably that. I, you know, I, I liked, you know, wanting to see, you know, Crosby versus McDavid. And Sidney Edmonton. Crosby. And he played, Crosby played well. He had a great goal, right, I think. He scored a yes. goal in the, in the game last night. So that was cool. I'd like to see him in Calgary. And that's one, you know, you're racing back for that game, and you probably won't make it for the start of it. But it's one I'd want to be at. 
anytime you can see Sidney Crosby come through, I think it's still you know some a date you circle on the calendar. I'm pretty lucky. I've seen Gretzky say, play live. Saw, I've seen LeBron play live. I've seen pretty much all the greats play live. 7 p.m. Mountain, Penguins at Flames. Of the slate, three, six, nine, ten games tonight. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of starting to get excited about the top five, bottom five uh, tomorrow. It'll be Wednesday. But here are the games. Arizona at Columbus tonight. Dallas at Boston. Minnesota at Montreal. New Jersey at Detroit. Colorado at the New York Rangers. Florida at Chicago. Pittsburgh at Calgary. That's Moose's featured game. Probably mine, too. The Buffalo Sabres are at Seattle. Tampa Bay at the LA Kings. And Vegas at San Jose. Ten games, man. That's just a delicious smorgasbord. Which is interesting, the last four days, the reason we are broadcasting from the bunker is that I've been storm-stayed here in the sweatpants capital. I packed for two days. I've stayed for five. But I was able to do some laundry at Peanut Butter Pete's. Um, What exactly was my point on that? (laughs) RV (laughs) likes that one. What was I I getting at? I don't know. Ask what the featured game was tonight in the NHL, but I don't know where you're going with it. And the amount of games that there are in the NHL right now, that's a good point. But I got my schedule in front of me. My mind started to jump around. In the NBA tonight, the Raptors are off and the Atlanta Hawks are our Hawks. Hashtag true to Atlanta. Is the NBA making a major jump in our world? Why am I hearing so much from fans about the NBA? I don't know. We are, though, right? I feel like we're hearing a little bit more about it. I'm not really sure why that is because the NBA, in terms of ratings and stuff, has been taking, I believe it's been taking a jump forward a little bit. In Canada. In Canada. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's to do with the Raptors being good. I mean, they lost out in the first round last year, right? Um, but they've gotten better, and now they're more on the map. But I'm not really sure why that is, why we're seeing, you and I are seeing more. But I think it's because you're talking about the Hawks, and it's the Atlanta thing. You know, it's what's showing up on your timeline. And now our viewers are dialing into it a little bit. And it's funny, when you talk about it a little bit, then maybe you pay attention to it yeah. a little bit. And you check the standings once in a while. Craig Smith, our director of scouting, writes that he says, nice outing by the Winnipeg Jets last night. Was it 4 nothing over the Blues? I got to get into this with Rob Vanstone. He is here and his dog, Candy, the unabashed Jets fan. Maybe the biggest Jets fan in Regina. Would I be right? Yeah, he says, for sure. It's a small list, <laughs> but no, it's growing. But what is the for real team out of these early season what should I say? Uh, the stellar play, the Jets, the Senators. Mark Shifley scored in the second period, and Connor Hellebuck made 25 shots. I uh, stopped 25 shots for his first shot out of the season. I watched the game last night, but I watch it a little differently than everybody else. I'm listening to Dan Robertson do the play-by-play. What I tell you, this guy's good. Yeah, he's really very good. good. Have you caught any? You must have. I have. Oh yeah. I'll say this: it is nice being back temporarily, anyways, in the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. There's a reason we call it that. Now I'm the only one that does, but we're in the television region of the Orders, the Flames, and the Jets. What else do you need? It wasn't until I left that I'm like, I got to get center ice. I got to pay for this. I can watch every team just in this region for free. Yeah. It's amazing. It is a wonderful place for NHL hockey right here. It's perfect. And right now, if the Jets are going to be on the map here, and this is real, which we think it is, these early season surprises, right? Ottawa, Winnipeg. And we think the Jets are for real. I think they have a chance to you know, be a playoff team and maybe make some noise. But the Jets, the Oilers, the Flames, they're all good. Yeah. They're all good right now. Who would have thunk it? So this is a great time to be in this area. Yeah, nobody thought that... 
And we don't get Vancouver games anyways, but it was on last night. Yeah. It was a God shot that we got to analyze the Vancouver Canucks. By the way, just before you go, I realized what the point is and why. But since being with Stu Grimson on Saturday, talking about the NHL network, they forget you fast, you know? They forget you fast. And what I mean by that is people forget that the NHL network was ever available in this country. It wasn't until 2014. Mm -hmm. We did get it. But now, it's almost 10 years ago, people don't even know that it's a thing, the NHL network. And Stu Grimson is on it. So I was telling the folks, I said, in Florida, that's all I watch. They spend six minutes on each game for highlights. And then Grimmer says, and I, got, I know we got to go here, but he goes, when I was doing Preds color, I could only spend 90 seconds on a thought. And once that 90 seconds was up, I had to move on. He goes, NHL Network, we got hours and hours and hours. He goes, I can talk as long as I want about anything. It's great. Yeah. Just like this show. It's the best because that's yeah. how I used to watch the games in those six to ten minute highlights. Yeah. You've got everything. Now with the apps and the NHL app, they do the highlights. It's like two, three minutes. It's just the goals. All right, Moose Knuckle. Good seeing you. Later. RV in next and Candy. It's the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm just responding to people on Twitter here. It's an active day. You can follow me at Rod Peterson on Twitter. You can follow at Darren DuPont, at Producer Clark, at Rob Vanstone. I think we got it set and ready to go. We have the award-winning Rob Vanstone. There you go. That's a happy dog. Candy's here. Candy's here. Pull that mic in as much as you can. This should be interesting. From Post Media and the Leader Post, Rob Vanstone with his Expos hat. You know everybody's waiting for your rider commentary, and gosh knows I am. But I need your take on the Winnipeg Jets because our question here is they beat the Blues 4-0 last night. We're airing on Bell MTS Cable and all across Manitoba right now on Game Plus TV. Who are the Winnipeg Jets? Are they as good as they appear to be? I mean, the record isn't glittering, but I like their high-end performance this year. I mean, even they were up 3-1 to one on Colorado. They ended up, uh, and then it became 3-3 three, three all of a sudden. I'm thinking, here we go. And they ended up winning that in overtime. 4-3, you know, yeah. Yeah, Neil Pionk with the second goal of the game, and, and that pretty much approximates his offensive production for all of last year. <laughs> so, uh, um, and then, then last night's game, which, which I was really encouraged with. I just... Uh, I was really curious to see whether some of the baggage from last year would carry over. And it's like watching a different Mark Shifley this year. And, uh, so far. And just watching a team that is, isn't as, as prone to defensive lapses and inattention as last year's team was. And, uh, and how is Blake Wheeler going to respond to the C being removed from his jersey? Blake Wheeler's playing really good hockey. And uh, so I, there's really not a lot. It's not like the record is dominant, but I'm, I'm encouraged 
by what I've seen so far. I was coming into the season thinking they're just going to try and do this year what they weren't able to do last year with pretty much the same group of core players. And, uh, and they've been able to, to play pretty well. It'll be nice when, when Ehlers gets back. For sure, they've always, always, or at least for a very long time, been a fun team to watch. They just never really wanted to play defense too bad. Yeah, you know, and and, and, and you know, I think I think the Rick, not that Rick Bonus has actually been able to spend a lot of time coaching them during games this year, but uh, I think that that system is 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 a lot more airtight than and and adhered to than than last year's was. So that's uh, encouraging too. And wait till Kyle Connor gets going. This is a 47-goal scorer last year. The Lady just, Bing winner. Yeah, and he hasn't really gotten gotten going yet. I think once Kyle Connors scores his 40 to 50 goals, and you know he will, barring injury, I think that there's an upside there too, right? Phyllis is watching in Winnipeg, and she says, "Oh, that looks like one really happy puppy. She's a sweetie. From Craig Smith, our director of scouting, he says, cautiously optimistic. Jets have been impressive with their three wins, but equally unimpressive in their three losses. Go Jets. So, yeah, that's why I was wearing Jets gear yesterday. We have a lot of Jets fan friends. Uh, I'm not one. I don't hate the Jets, but we have to pick a team. And uh, it's never been the Jets for me. But they're Canada's team. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that earlier, huh? I don't know if they've ever been Canada's team. Uh, Chad in Red Deer says, Rob Vanstone and Murray McCormick's Rider Rumblings podcast is a must-watch for Rider fans, and sometimes Candy shows up at well, as well. She's a rescue dog. We should just talk about her history for a second, and the importance of rescue dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, it's, she's my first uh, rescue since 1984 when we got Peeve from the Humane Society. Pet Peeve. What a hilarious yep. dog, name for a dog that was. And... Um, no, we got fo- we got Candy. We brought her home April twenty first, twenty twenty one, from the Humane Society as a foster dog. She was supposed to be with us for two weeks, and and uh, she was <laughs> she was a foster dog for uh, for about as long as we've been uh, having this conversation today, Rod. We just loved her instantly. Her background, we're not entirely sure. When we got her, she was they estimated anywhere between eight months and a, and eight eight months to a year old. She's a terrier crossed with who knows, and um um. She was neglected, mistreated. She was absolutely terrified of people. And uh, before we went on the air today, or while you were on the air today, when Candy made her grand, grand entrance, she just walked over to everybody and licked their faces. That's right. It's just his grand entrance. I, I, you used to do that. Now the dog's doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... Uh, it, it, this is war- received a lot, with a lot more warmth and glee, but uh, she's, just be, she's just become the most lovable dog I've ever had. And when you think of the terrible things that, that are done to, to poor animals and and i'm more aware of it now since we got candy i've heard the stories we've run into other people who have rescues and we hear about dogs who are left in a cardboard box or left in disposal bins or just left it left to die and have have are missing a leg or part of a tail or freezing who have been been beaten up it's just it's just awful what happens to dogs and and whether it's a humane society or the the great rescue organizations that are out there i i just am in awe of these people and your mom had a dog named flutie my mom had a dog named flutie and uh, Flutie lived to 19 You love that dog. Yeah, well, he was a great little guy. We got, we got uh, Flutie from mom right after uh, her second husband died. And, uh, and uh, they spent 19 and a half years together, and, and mom was buried with Flutie's ashes. Wow, so. amazing. So there's your story. Okay, here we go. John Ohm um. in Winnipeg. Thank you for chiming in. <laughs> he said, Rob, is the R word... In writers' vocabulary, stand for rebuild, top to bottom. 
Thoughts? I don't, Here we go. I don't think that it will. Um, the, the, I think the difference between now and 2015 when they uh, threw a stick of dynamite at the football operations department was the uh, now there's a football operations cap. And Chris Jones talked the other day about how the, uh, the, the, uh, the dead money, as it were, with the Elks hampered what they could do as, as far as their staff. Um, I think that might be a, might be a factor here. Um, I, if I had to bet on it, I would, I, would, I, I would think there's a greater likelihood than not that, that there's a head coaching change. I would be surprised if it goes further than that. And I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't go that far. That's a wishy-washy answer. But um, I remember in 2011, and you would too, Rod, Jim Hobson made a really, I think at the time, unpopular decision. He kept Brendan Tamman. And after that awful 2011 season, a lot of people thought it was a team that looked to be really hopeless. And, uh, but he showed, Jim Hobson showed faith in, uh, in Brendan Tamman, Craig Smith, did a great job as well, and they built that team, basically tore it apart and uh, rebuilt it almost entirely, and two years later it was a great cup champion. So I think there's a, case, there's a case for saying, Craig Reynolds, maybe this isn't the time to make uh, what some people would assume, assume to be an automatic decision. I wonder if, if, if he goes against the grain here and makes a really tough uh, and unpopular but ultimately fruitful decision. What will happen... And what should happen, to me, are two totally different things. And uh, I think you, are, you and I are on the same page as to what will happen. I don't know what you think should happen, but that's what I think will happen. I'm with you. you uh, know, I look at this regime, Rod, and, and I think their body of work, there's more good than bad. And it's not, if you look at their overall winning percentage, it's, it's still a pretty decent winning percentage, even if you consider the fact that they're on a 2-10 and 10 skid. Uh, before that, they were on a 26-9 and nine roll. Did they suddenly lose all capability after July 8th. I find that that really strains credulity to make that argument. Yeah, it's been a bad run, but I, I can't think of another team that's had to deal with a COVID outbreak and a stomach flu in the same season. Uh, there's been a, a torrent of injuries, and they may, this may sound like excuses, and perhaps it is, but I just wonder if, if maybe not unlike the Winnipeg Jets that we talked about with the, in, in terms of the roster, uh, maybe they think, okay, let's just have a refresh as opposed to a rebuild. And see. But is it a good roster? You know it's not. Well, that's the thing. I think, I think there's, there's uh, that roster. If you look at that team and, and go through it player by player, there aren't many that just jump out at you and say, this player has to be back. It's not a lot of them. I think there's a tendency in Saskatchewan to overrate some players because they get they become so well-known, and, and, uh, and maybe in some cases they, ha- they are kept around for too long. But if you look at that roster piece by piece, there aren't many untouchables. Trying to sprinkle in some viewer comments as we go from uh, fans of other teams. Uh, Randy and – is it Randy in Winnipeg? Yeah. It says, who do most Sask fans cheer for in the NHL? I believe it's the Edmonton Oilers. Rob is the fish uh, swimming upstream. You always have been. I just learned to swim two years ago. (laughs) Serious? Yeah, absolutely. It's an Oilers province, no? You know what? Um, Maybe I'm dating myself here, but if you look at it more regionally, I wonder if if there's something to be said for the the Montreal Canadiens. Now, at one point... At one time, I think it was. At one point, especially when the Montreal Canadiens operated the Regina Pats or had the working agreement with the Regina Pats, there was, and there was a, such a pipeline from the Pats to the Canadians, whether it's Terry Harper or Bill or Hickey, Bill Hickey et cetera, et cetera, Bob Turner. Bob Turner. Um, so 
I think at one time it was there was a and in the original six era, it was I think it was Habs or Leafs. Obviously, I wonder if there's that so that carryover where there's a pretty big Habs following. But I would if I had to guess now, I would say Oilers. Yeah, there you go. There's your answer, Andrew. Right since I think if the riders do not make the changes needed, they will lose fans, and I think the stadium will be empty from dawn. Rob, do you think the CFL needs to count? No. Rob, do you think the rider brass has lost the province? I just don't see the buy-in from the fans anymore. That was the concerning thing when you went to the game on when I went to the game on, on Saturday. You look around; the the, the paid attendance was twenty-seven thousand. Uh, by the end, there might have been an equivalent number of limbs in the stadium. Um, can they can they get people to buy in now? I wonder if push comes to shove, if all the people who say they aren't going to renew will actually follow through with that. Uh, I think this 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 franchise has been through worse than this, and we're talking about a one-year blip basically. Uh, this is it's not like this. Or, I sat through 11 years where the team didn't make the playoffs, and I, I don't know how many regime changes there were. And people said, "Well, I'm not coming back till this group's gone, this group's gone, this group's gone." Well, they managed to make it, albeit with the help of a telethon or two, uh, through that era. So, I, 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 I'm not sure that a one-year uh, downturn is is necessarily a reason or will be the motivation for a num the people a huge number of people to jump ship. And if it is, got to wonder, is that the kind of fan base that you covet anyway? I, I think it's a better fan base than this. And I think it's a more loyal fan base than this. And uh, I, think, uh, I think it'll withstand it. Who does Candy think will quarterback the Rough Riders next year? <laughs> well, she was a, she's a big fan of the uh, mid-1970s uh, Calgary Stampeders because they had a center named Basil Bark. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, next segment we'll talk about the National Football League and look ahead to the World Series. But I do have to, in the three minutes we have left here, just ask you about that. Um, you, like me, have kind of dug your heels in on Cody Fajardo, but we believe it. You wouldn't write it if you didn't believe that this guy is better than the way he's been treated and the way he's played. What is your take on Cody Fajardo and his future and this team's future at the quarterback position? I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if the quarterback starting for the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday is the quarterback starting for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders next June. Um, I'm, again, I'm not sure that's the most popular choice among members of the Rider Nation, but if you look around and the quarterbacking depth in the CFL being as barren as it is, show me a better option. Even if Bo Levi isn't the vintage Bo Levi, um, maybe, that's, maybe that is the best option. Um, I... There was a, I remember recycling of quarterbacks in 1984. There, the BC Lions, uh, Roy DeWalt had been installed as a starter there, bumped Joe Pau-Pau. He came here. He seemed to be the best option at the time. Wasn't the Joe Pau-Pau that people remembered in BC, but he was better than the other quarterbacks who were out there. I wonder if we're dealing with another Joe Pau-Pau situation here with, with Bo Levi Mitchell. I find it's really unfortunate that what happened to Cody Fajardo. I think it's a classic case of asset mismanagement. You're talking a $500,000 investment for this season who is parked on the sideline for the most important game of the year, the, the most crucial game of the year. Uh, you didn't put a receiving core around him that was, I think, going to make the quarterback look good. You certainly didn't put an offensive line in front of him that was going to make him look good. And it didn't help that the running backs kept getting injured. But then that's beyond the management's control. But I, I don't think they managed that asset very well. And I think what happened to Cody Fajardo and Cody Fajardo's performance is symptomatic of what ails the Rough Riders as opposed to being the catalyst for it. When we come back, all of your questions from across 
the NHL, CFL, and we got to talk about the National Football League because we are the official, unofficial home of the Atlanta Falcons and the NBA's Hawks. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Breaking news. I have to play it off my phone. I don't have my cowbell here. And it's not good news on this Wednesday. A Russian court has upheld the nine-year prison sentence handed to American basketball star Brittany Griner for drug possession, rejecting her appeal today. Griner, an eight-time All-Star center with the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, was convicted August 4th after police said they found vape canisters containing cannabis oil in her luggage at Moscow's airport. Again, her appeal denied today nine-year prison sentence for that. There are two Canadian teams in action tonight in the NHL. The Montreal Canadiens try for their fourth win in seven games as they host the Minnesota Wild. And in Calgary, the 4-1 Flames entertain Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins lost last night at Edmonton 6-3. And Vegas Golden Knights forward Phil Kessel is set to break the NHL's Ironman streak tonight in San Jose. Kessel tied retired defenseman Keith Yandel's Ironman record by playing in his 989th straight game in Vegas's 3-1 win over Toronto Tuesday night or Monday night. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, home of the RP show Canadian Football Party. How about that, Darren? Friday, November the 18th at Ballers Rec Room for the Tap Brew House and Drive-Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Not only is RV the biggest Winnipeg Jets fan I know here in the sweatpants capital, but you're also the biggest Denver Broncos fan I know overall. And I got the sweatpants today. To prove it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, of course, why we call it the sweatpants capital. The Denver Broncos, even Broncos fans are saying, stop putting us in prime time. What's going on? You didn't now, expect this. Now they've done the opposite. They're sticking. Pull that mic in a little more if you can. They're so early in the morning now. Uh, <laughs> the games. Sunday in London. Uh, I just, I am so beaten down by this team. I just thought finally after five years of doldrums that they've, they've got an innovative coach and they've got a real quarterback. This is going to be so exciting. And it's regressed. I just, I just can't believe it's happening again. It's just, I'm so dispirited. I watched that Jets game last uh Last Sunday, um, just just waiting for nothing to happen, and sure enough, my uh, expectations were fulfilled. Uh, it didn't really matter that Russell Wilson wasn't playing. What what Brett Rippon did wasn't really discernibly different from what the offense was doing with Russell Wilson in there. It just they've got a head coach who's in over his head, and if you notice, I just I don't think the Seattle Seahawks were particularly devastated to lose Russell Wilson. Seems that way. I didn't hear a lot of wailing out of Seattle at the time, and now it's looking like the 2022 version of the Herschel Walker trade. Uh, Yes, Dallas Cowboys fans remember very well. So how do you get out from under that? Because historically they... They haven't been a terrible franchise, Rob. They've got Super no. Bowls. Like it seems like they know what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, for the most for the most part, under the ownership of Pat Boland, that was a real bedrock franchise. Yes, for the National Football League, and uh, unfortunately, Pat Boland passed away, and there was some turmoil with internally with 
regard to how that franchise is being run, and now it's owned by the Walmart people, and they're loaded. So hopefully uh, they can uh, they can be uh, good owners as well as being affluent ones. But you just wonder. I mean, they've they've depleted their draft capital, and uh, and they've locked themselves into a huge contract with Russell Wilson, and, and they extended it uh, beyond the two years that that were remaining when they on the deal that they inherited. So. How do you get up from out from under that? You've somehow got to salvage it with Russell Wilson because you're a few years away from being able to swallow any of that contract to a degree that's sustainable. I guess the best thing is uh, maybe they need to roll back prices. I mean, they could buy out <laughs> Russell Wilson if they actually had to. Yeah. They have the resources. But we're only seven games into the regime, so it's a little, little early for that talk. World Series, Phillies, Astros, do you have a rooting interest? Well, I, I think a lot of people are rooting against Houston just because they're Houston. And uh, the Phillies are a nice story, an unexpected participant. Um, I think that would be, be kind of an – it's an – we like we like underdogs, don't we, Candy? So let's let's go with it. Let's <laughs> with go the with Phillies? the Phillies. And let's go with the Phillies. And uh, and uh, I, uh, you're a Philly too, aren't you? So, uh, um, I, I mean, the way Houston is just steamrolling people, that's just, that's just like a machine. I'm just not sure that that's at, that 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 is even going to go five games. They just they are they are playing such good baseball. I mean, they won 106 games for a reason. And they just keep going. It's interesting you say that. Um, I'm cheering for the Astros, maybe just to be a contrarian more than anything. But you must have a take on Aaron Judge, Roger Maris, the 73 home runs. Because we said this earlier on the show. Houston never had their World Series taken away. Barry Bond still has the record. Andrew Harris, sorry to say, still a great cup ring and the most outstanding player trophy to go with it. Where's the real punishment? There for really, cheating. There really wasn't any. By the way, if, if Houston wins, I'll be happy to see Dusty Baker get a great cup. Uh, pardon me, a World <laughs> Series yeah. ring as a manager. Uh, but uh, um, I just, I mean, the home run king should be in the Hall of Fame, and he isn't. I think judgment's been passed on him and McGuire and Sosa, and, and I think the legitimate home run king is, is, is now Aaron Judge. And uh, Baseball just bothers me so much from that perspective. I mean, the all-time hits leader isn't in the Hall of Fame. The, the home run king isn't in the Hall of Fame. There's, I remember Barry Bonds hitting, hitting his 71st, 72nd, 73rd. It was so joyless. And uh, I don't know how you put those asterisks there because nothing has been absolutely proven. But I think if you're looking at it realistically and logically and fairly, I think you have to consider that... Uh, that Aaron Judge is the home run king and will be rewarded accordingly <laughs> this offseason. Yeah, from BW, he says, Walmart buys the Broncos, they start charging for bags. <laughs> but I'm bump. By the way, those, Darren and I always say, those blue bags are very good. They, they're sturdy. You can use them for a lot of things. Before I let you go, um, you know me a real long time, Rob. You know my favorite team in the world is the Regina Pats Hockey Club. And I... What's going on there with their superstar? They're keeping him, trading him. What? I would think the likelihood is they'll keep him. And Connor Bedard, that they is. Will, uh, I think they'll do whatever they can to put a good team around him. Um, if it's clearly unsalvageable by, by January, uh, maybe they make a deal. But I think they want to have a, a, a centerpiece year with, with Connor Bedard and, and have him be the showcase player for that franchise for his entire draft year. I think there, I think there's a real apprehension there of hearing uh, someone at the uh, draft table say from the Kamloops Blazers, 
Connor Bedard. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I and selfishly, I would like an entire year of, of watching Connor Bedard at 17 because we might not see a. I'm 58 years old. I might see not see another player like that in my lifetime. You've got time for some more generational <laughs> players. I don't. I so. don't know. I, I got today. That's about it. But I don't like what you just said. Not that I don't agree. Not that I don't agree. But that's ego right there. I don't like that. Six five zero oh, and one. They're not exactly lighting the world on fry fire with Connor Bedard RV. No, I look at that roster though, and I think it's a pretty good roster. I think they got three three good lines. I think they're they're uh, especially acquiring Tanner Brown. I think they've got a a solid defense. If the goaltending holds up, and, and Drew Sim has, has played very well so far, they've got an NHL caliber coach in John Paddock. I I think they've got more ingredients than I thought they would have coming into the season. Are they ready to challenge the Red Deer Rebels and the Kamloops Blazers and those elite teams? I don't think so, but uh, never discount a team that has John Paddock employed. We have seen that absolutely historically, but it's the third year with him, with Bedard, and they haven't really done anything. So it's to me, it's disappointing, but as you, you've given us reasons for optimism. RV, always appreciate you. Always uh, loving your columns. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she's uh, she endorses them too, and that might be the end of the fan club. <laughs> All right, thanks, Rod. <laughs> thanks, Rod. Take care. Thanks, Candy. It's a pleasure. Isn't we'll it? be back with overtime, and the Moose will rejoin us right after this from the bunker on the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE ninety nine point one FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtubecom slash Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Here we go. It's overtime. It's presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC in the National Football League. And we're airing across all of Canada, 31 U.S. states, and, of course, in Atlanta, Six million people. I'm sure they're all tuned in. Home of the Falcons, the Hawks. Who else, Moose? The Braves. Oh, man. And us, the RP show. Yeah. Now, there's, well, they got MLS. Well, way more. It's like every t- major city has an MLS team. Have you figured that out? Have you seen that? Yeah. An MLS team. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, from the viewers here in overtime on the 902 text line, Wayne, check that, Grant is watching in Kelowna, B.C. on Game Plus television. He does every day. He says, my Canucks are winless. My Detroit Lions are terrible. My Chicago Cubs sold the team of core players, and my Rough Riders should have made changes. That's tough. Why do we tell a guy like that? I don't know. He's got to change the channel. Change teams. Change the channel. Change teams, man. Wayne in Victoria, B.C., Writes and he says, hi, Rod, I just read your opinion column on rodpeterson.com, and I have to agree 100% with what you said. Changes have to be made from top to bottom, but does the board have the guts to make the changes needed? Dun, dun, dun. That's the million-dollar question, and I don't think they do. I don't think they have the nerve. Phil in Dauphin, Manitoba. Good day. It's Taco Tuesday. Did you know that? Of course. How about that? He says it's been a crazy CFL season for the first time since 2019. We actually had a full season. 
Secondly, the way Saskatchewan started off the season, I was sure we were in for another Prairie showdown in the West Final. Lastly, Bo Levi, Mitchell, and Fajardo could be playing elsewhere next season. Hell of a ride. Hashtag Go Bombers. I could go back to a lot of the viewer comments from the Winnipeg fans. They, I don't know. If CFL, they, like we just forget about it this week. This weekend's games mean nothing this weekend. Then we'll get into the playoffs, and it'll be a lot more fun. But there's a lot of other cool things going on. I, what, three, six, ten games in the NHL tonight. What will be your sports focus over the next 24 hours. Yeah, it'll be a little bit of that. Um, of course, tonight's a, a channel surfing night for the National Hockey League. Watch a little bit of everything. Um, so that's where my focus will be. Probably hockey tonight, and then uh, and, and gearing towards football for the weekend. I got some prep work to do, so I'll be watching some old games from the weekend. But uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, I got a question for you on that. But from Ryan O Radio WQEE down in Atlanta checks in. He says it's Atlanta United Soccer. Mm. By the way, give them a follow on Facebook, social media, Twitter, WQEE, Rock 99.1 FM. They're doing some great things there. And you're home for River Kings hockey. I was listening Friday night, driving down to Estevan. Some of our viewers, I don't understand where they're coming from. And listeners, that's not new. But John in Edmonton, Writes and he says, uh, do you think sports leagues should start counting tickets scanned at the gates or tickets bought for attendance numbers? To quote Mike Ditka in that scrum, why do you care? Who cares? You can see. Like, now I've stopped going to any score sheet. Well, the NHL's good. The NFL's good. They're selling out, so it's not hard to look at this at the score sheet, the score app, and look at the attendance. But I don't go to the CFL website. I don't go to the WHL website for attendance because it's a lie. It's a fallacy. Who cares? I watch the game, buy a ticket, and go. Why do you care? I used to care, but it's a fallacy, so I don't. From the business side, if you're going to announce attendance in the game and your social medias on the internet, you do whatever is going to be best for you. So if nobody's coming to your game, don't announce it. Period. But I know we put it on the score sheet and we have things like who's leading the league in attendance, things like that. When you ask me who's leading the league in attendance, it's a tricky one because for me, that's who it's all goes, a lie. It's who goes to the games, right? But mm. from a business standpoint, attendance numbers are paid attendance because that's how you make your money. So the 27,000 they might have announced for the Ryder game on Saturday, paid attendance. That's what matters to my bottom line. And when I say this many people bought tickets, but when it comes to the fans wanting to know in any sort of news release about how many people attended the game, it's got to be ticket scanned. So in your, in, your, in your report at the year end, your year end report, it should be tickets sold. But in any sort of online score sheet or, you know, tally of who led the league in attendance, it should be by ticket scanned. So unfortunately, but they don't announce that. But they that. don't do that. No, and so, so it's a waste of time to sit here and talk about it. Thank you. Because John Kirby, it's like I'm speaking another language. Maybe it's that Saskatchewanese language. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can see with your own eyes, okay, that they aren't going. Uh, Stephen in North Dakota writes in and wants to know if we will be doing the show from the bunker on Wednesday. Why do you care? (laughs) And I don't know. I didn't expect to be here today. Tune in tomorrow. How do you keep a monkey in suspense? Tell you tomorrow. 
Uh, Jenna in Southern California says, I'll still be cheering for the Red Blacks. They are my CFL team and will be much better next season. Dead, you, sure. But we don't know who the coach is even going to be. We don't. God bless those CFL fans for coming here. Uh, Ryan uh, in New York has got a question for WQEE. Can I be the conduit there? I don't normally like to be the go-between. But he says, hey, WQEE, on which app can we find your station? Or does your station have an app? Ryan, you're a very smart guy. He hosts the No Credentials Required podcast. Go to the interweb, the worldwide internet, and just type WQEE Listen Live. Comes up there. I can't remember the name of the American app. Well, there is Audacity, but they're not on Audacity. It's, uh, I can't remember. But here's one. Look it up. Greatest place to find the Listen the Live is, yeah, Google. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Great site. Google. You'll find it. I promise. Uh, what else we got? Well, this has been fun. John in Edmonton says, rumor has it that the Edmonton Elks could be up for sale. Yeah, I don't care about that either. <laughs> Last minute of play. Thank God. And today's RP show. Here, you, you understand where, where it's at here. Well, I'm heading to Calgary as soon as possible. Stamps are in the playoffs. Whether Bo starts on Saturday or not, I saw fans writing in here going, what are you guys hearing? Why are you saying that Bo's starting? Well, Jack Fulton said it. I'll throw him under the bus because he said it. Bo's starting Saturday, his last game as a Stampeder. These teams are heading to the playoffs, man. They're not looking back. Lions, Bombers, Owls, Argos. It's the Edmontons and the Sasks and the Ottawas because what are they doing talking about next year? Because they have to. They have to. Poor John up in Edmonton's going, what do they got to do to stimulate fan interest in Edmonton? Ask Victor Quee. You write me 18,000 times a day. Write him. He's the guy that needs to answer you. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, IKS. It's been a hoof. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, from somewhere. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.